Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic. All right, welcome to Transient Mic Four Track Series. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia, and we're going to change it up a little bit today. We have in the studio with us our co-founder here, Jeremy Fowler. Say hi, Jeremy. The infamous Jeremy Fowler, that is. So we're going to try to do a little dual tactic and tackle the the man, the myth, the legend, Luke Walker here from Wichita Falls down to Austin to join us. Thank you for coming into our studio today, man. Oh, gosh, two on one. All right, let's see if I can handle this. Here we go. Well, you know, this isn't the first time we had you in here. I I brought Luke in. How long ago was that? It was back in uh, like three months ago. Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. Of months ago. It was a good time. It was. We did some recording, but we were having a couple of issues, you know, click track and stuff like that. But we, yeah, man, we got... the, the, you know, the gear. Yeah, that's what you get when you go analog, right? I was telling you earlier. It's like you know, it's like on Pro Tools. You know, something messes up, you just kind of push a couple buttons, and this. It's like, oh, I got to take it to the doctor. You know, <laughs> and that's what we did. For we were we were offline for a little bit, and so we're we're like making this episode happen under the gun, like tax season. You know, we got to get it in. Exactly. But but we're gonna pull it off because 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 he's very talented. Luke, I love this song that you're gonna play for us today. But I got to set the mood because this is so great. I walk in and I was talking to you earlier. You were on uh, Canyon Lake, enjoying the day. Beautiful day in Texas, right? And he comes in here looking like Matthew McConaughey and flip flops and UT. He's like L I V I M, man. You know that's then, like the that's the perfect. I didn't even think about that. I was like, dude, he totally looks like Matthew McConaughey. He's like his kid brother, right? Totally. I've got, I've got that before. I've got Matthew McConaughey. I've gotten Edward Norton. I've got the kid, the kid from Sixth Sense. I've gotten it all. I just, just got. I mean, you like him. the he's like the embodiment, and that like speaks to your music. I mean, it's so chilled, so laid back. And I don't, I mean, just from what I know, I don't, I don't think anything makes you angry. Maybe you do get angry. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he does, but I, I think you'd have to push a lot of buttons for that to happen. I tried. And, <laughs> I pushed a lot of buttons today and, and like he, he, he stayed the same. Yeah. So, so I that, almost put you in a headlock, but yeah. I mean, you know. Well, you know, I was using life. the, it was just because I was using garlic as the shaker, you <laughs> yeah, know, and he was like, you got to use the peppercorn shaker. <laughs> <laughs> So, so right now our, our podcast, we have a lot of performers on that are friends of because they've helped us out at benefit shows or they were at our jam sessions. So Luke was at our Texas National Outfitters Benefit Show and, and he did a great job. He's part of the lineup. And, uh, and, and you've got two records out. You, you've had uh, Running and Jonesing. One was mm -hmm. in Wichita Falls. The other one was uh, here in Austin that you recorded it. Mm -hmm. And so, t tell me a little bit before we set it up. You're gonna you're gonna play a, a song for us here that you're calling Payday, which doesn't give any indication of the way it sounds. But we're gonna talk about that in detail. But tell me, tell me how how long you've been here, what you've been doing, you know, lately, and and then we'll get into it. Well, um, I've been in Austin since about 2010 from Wichita Falls, and um, yeah, I've I've been playing and here and there and in Dallas and all over Texas mainly. But uh, yeah, it's just the song that you're gonna hear today was um, sort of a collaboration that I did with uh, a friend uh, here in Austin who makes jingles and stuff for for commercials and stuff like this, and and he plays in a different band and came and he we were playing music the same night. And well, who is that? Let's let's give him credit. Will Jones is his name. Yeah. And uh, really, really talented uh, musician, um, upright bass player. But anyway, um, yeah. So this this is a song that that uh, I basically put lyrics to, and then kind of put my own twist uh, to it as well. You know, um, and uh, you know, with guitar and just adding instruments onto sort of more of an electronic sound. 
um, which is totally different than what I actually normally do because normally I, I write songs with with my guitar and you know like just singer songwriter stuff and like uh, so but anyway um yeah it was fun you know I like to collaborate with with different people and um, and just push the limits you know with my songwriting you know because at the end of the day that's that's what I am mostly is is a songwriter you know um, who happens to be able to sing a little bit you know and play a little little bit of a uh, little bit of guitar and piano and stuff like that but that's good well let's let's just jump right into it i mean is there anything you want to throw in there jeremy in terms of the session that they should know of or we just we just want to get right into it i just want to hear the song again to be honest all right let's do it we're gonna we're gonna listen to it we'll come back and we'll talk about it yeah. i can just come in whenever right yeah <clears throat> all right one two
Right, that was Payday, a song written and composed by Luke Walker with his buddy Will Jones, who is a former, or still a jingle writer, is that right? Yeah. Do you, yeah do, is there any jingles we might know that he that he composed? Oh, probably not, but you know, um, it's you, you might, you know, you never know. It's mainly mainly just like stuff that you know you might never, might never. When know I who, auto, auto, kind of like behind the scenes kind of stuff, you know, it's like you, you, it's people who. You know, I mean, one jingle can make you one jingle, and you can like sit on that for some time. You know, yeah, you, know. you never know. But yeah. I, I really like I really like the groove of that. I mean, it's not there's not. I think it's all but what maybe three lines of lyrics or four lines of lyrics. But that's what lends itself to the genius of it because it's about going around and around in a circle, and so you can just kind of loop that thing over and over again and put the, put the guitar behind it. And we're using the, the drum here. What, what is it? What is that? Jim? Jimbe. The jimbe. And uh, and just have some fun yeah, with you it. Yeah, you have to put the <laughs> But no, I, I, I really, it's funny because we heard the version that was on your album. That's on Jonesin, right? And uh, there are two different versions. I mean, so you got to check out the album version and compare it to this one because they're like two different entities. But yet you can feel that groove, same tempo. And, and it really sets it up well today. I mean, so tell me about the genesis of this song. And, and we'll talk more about the philosophical meaning behind the circle, the round and round. Does it, does it touch on anything personal? I mean, yeah, I, I guess at the, at the time, um, you know, I might have I might have been, you know, in in a rut or something, so to speak, you know, uh, or but it's it's just a feeling, you know, it's just an emotion that that, you know, you when you when you write a song, whether it's a happy song or a sad song or whatever, you know, you you are in that that mode and that emotion and and uh, and it's good I think to stay there and to actually go all the way you know and, until it's finished and get it out and then so that way you can move on from it and uh, so you know people sometimes hear these songs that are right and they're like Luke are you okay man are you, are you gonna be alright and I'm like yes I'm fine man it was just it was a moment in time you know like you're just moving on from it and, and uh, so but that's the thing about lyrics and music you, you're part character you're part songwriter you're, you're part character. musician, yeah. Character in the sense you have to be a character in this song that you're you're not you're not in this situation anymore, right? But every time you perform it, I guess you have to feel like you're in this situation. At least that's what I've heard. I mean, I always believe you're sort of performing it for feeling, right? Or do you just perform it just to perform it? Well, yeah. I mean, like the situation now is different than you know whenever I wrote it. The the way we perform it now is different than the way that I recorded it on on Jonesin, you know, and uh, just changing it up and, and being creative, you know, like and it is a feeling, you know, it it does bring you back, but it's more of a more of a good feeling, you know, now like something that you conquered or something, you know, something that you know um doesn't you know it doesn't really affect you like it did you know yeah well that i get that and i, I that's what i'm saying I, but what's also cool is just it's open to so many interpretations of that and that's why when i geek out that's why i love sturgill simpson because he may be past whatever it was in his life with those lyrics but 
I go back to it. And, and you have some songs too. I know you've texted me like I'm listening to this song again. Like Jeremy does, you know, like whatever point in your life, because that's that's what we dial it in. Like you right now, I want to hear this song because it speaks to something, right? So mm -hmm. that I really like that, man. That was a really good. That was a good vibe. Well, I remember when when we recorded this song a couple months ago. I was going through some weird situations, and I remember latching on to the song and having a little heart to heart out there with you. We were smoking a cigarette. When I was still smoking cigarettes, yeah, was, was it a cigarette? It was. It was a cigarette, and you know, I don't smoke those yeah, those no, cancer no. sticks anymore. Yeah. But uh, I remember having a little heart to heart, and uh, this song opened up the door, you know, of uh, what's going on in my life, what's going on in your life, you know. I remember you talking to me about uh, your plans, like uh, with music, you know, and and saying like, now's the time, you know, I'm just gonna do this, and I'm just gonna go out and no, no regrets anymore. yeah we'll talk yeah. about that's a good segue what mm -hmm. are your plans now I mean you're, you're writing some some good songs because I think yeah. there's a good upstep to what you're doing and like again from this situation around around but I want to talk about where are you going with it right now what are you feeling well the key for me right now is to just release everything that I have written yeah you know, um, I've I've got an, another album that I'm actually getting ready to record get back in the studio trying to figure out where I want to record it at and um what I've discovered is that whenever I put my music out there and release it into the world, it's like a weight off of my shoulders. You know, I, I waited till I was 27 to start, you know, recording my first album. And, and then um, once I got that out and I saw how good it felt that it was out, then I got the next one out and and it's just it really is it's it's what, a calming I can totally relate to that man you like, know like, it's like, like it's you're... out there it's in the universe yeah. now and we no, can, you can we move can on move on from <laughs> right. it and, and so, like, what was the time period between the two albums about a year a year yeah, yeah that's, 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 mm -hmm. you're keeping it pumping man yeah. well that's good to hear so, that you're gonna, you're working mm -hmm. on another one mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, so. okay so the real question I have too is how does payday relate to being going around and around in a circle give me that I mean, this doesn't appear anywhere in the lyrics. Well, he would name his jingles. He would give him these weird names. And that one was called Payday for a Film for some reason. It was just what he just named it. And so I took that name, that, that title, and that's that's what I did with all, all of them. A lot of the times, most of the time, I'd take the title and and then use that to dictate you know, what the song was going to be about. And so payday, I kind of went with that. Um, I, I just imagine someone who's you know barely making it, you know, barely making the bills, month to month, paycheck to paycheck. Hi, my name is Jeremy Fowler. <laughs> that's, that's us. Paycheck, <laughs> yeah, Hi, yeah, exactly. Because I've been there. Because yeah. I mean, that's like I'm, you know, there. I've been there most, you know, my adult life. But anyway. Um, so that's yeah. So that's that's kind of where where it came from. So per perfect. All right, that makes sense. Because you're mm -hmm. running in circles. You're waiting for that next <laughs> yeah. fix of yeah. waiting to so, win the lottery. Yeah, exactly. Except Ooh. you don't buy enough lottery tickets. So uh, let me let's let's go back to some of your history because you and I had a chance to talk about it earlier today. I know you were coming from Wichita Falls. Uh, you know, you you said your mom was a musical influence, and then you had an uncle that was in the symphony. I mean, what was that like being up in Wichita Falls, growing up in that in that environment? It was it was it was fine, you know. Um, yeah, my my mother is a, is a wonderful singer, um, and she sang in the choir at the church that we went to. And she, I just remember as a kid, we'd be driving around, and and uh, she would 
she would tell me to take the high harmonies and while my sisters <laughs> told her to take the low harmonies and we back and forth. Give me the and... scene from uh, Step Brothers where in the car and they're like singing Guns N' Roses, you know what I'm talking about? No. I've seen that, that movie. movie. Step Brothers, that's yeah. a great they're movie. They're sitting in the car, you know, like, uh, hey, like take, take the solo now. My name is Derek Will and I can sing uh, high. Oh, yeah. I, I just remember whenever, you know, he climbed up the treehouse and showed him his abs. And yeah, like, yeah, hey, it's not abs. <laughs> yeah, but it's but not. It's obviously they were not crafting like the world's greatest rap band or whatever. Yeah. They were going to be Sorry, worldwide. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, that's you're painting the picture. So, of, right. Well, what were you? What were you guys singing to? What was she asking you to sing the high parts to? I mean, usually it was it was like you know some like you, you know church music or cause like DC Talk was I don't know if y'all know them, but like they're they were you know kind of an alternative Christian rock band and, and they were they were good. But uh, <laughs> and you said there, you also said there was a lot of classic rock spinning in your in your household too. Right? Oh man, for my dad, yeah, yeah, he would he would he would play the the classic rocks, you know. So you got heaven and then you got hell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, well, that's but, cool, man. And like I know you were you said you got into some jam bands, and, you know, for for a little while there, and then you decided to move to Austin. And one of the cool things you did uh, was help. I, would you say you were a founder, or how did that work? The Posse East open mic, and how they tell us about that because that's that's actually the genesis of your current lineup with your band, right? So tell me about that. It is um, Posse East is a is a is a bar that I've been going around uh, going to for for a while, um, and they they used to have karaoke on Tuesday nights. And that it fizzled out for one reason or another, and so for a few weeks there wasn't anything going on on Tuesdays. So I just went up to the owner and said, "Hey, man, let's let's start up an open mic, you know, bring some musicians in here." And he said, "All right, well, let's do it." And uh, initially I said, "Hey, I'll do it for free. Let's just, you know, let's just let's just do it." And he said, "No, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give you a little something." But anyway, it 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 developed over time into a, a really really cool, you know, place for. All of all of me and my friends, all of musician friends, to get together every week. Oh, I love jam. Posse's. That's yeah. You know, when I was in the band, the coordinates we used to play there. For those folks who don't know, Posse's is just like right on the north side of UT campus. It's it's sort of a it's not really the hottest spot, but it's not the, the it's not a, definitely by all means. There's a lot of folks. You know there. what? You know what they got? They got cheap beer and they got exactly. good local music. And, and then I mean, they got no no stars I mean, for what, cheap. What do you need? Yeah. That's what's, but it's also a great incubator and a place to to try new stuff. And you met Rich there, Rich Bauer, who does your drums, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't realize you met Rich there. Yeah. No, well, I didn't actually well, meet Rich meet... there, but but we actually met at a, another open mic. Oh, you know? But he did start coming to my because mm. when I first started the open mic, I would go to a bunch of different other open mics and recru recruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, that's and uh, that's where I met Rich, and and I was like, man, you should come to mine, and and then he started coming, and and. Uh, uh, Eventually, we, we were kind of the house band. And in, now in Rich plays drums days. with every musician yeah, in Austin. Right, right. <laughs> He's like a band leader. Yeah. And then and then you invited Craig Marshall, who we had on our show, right? And mm -hmm. he came over, too, and, and he became part of your band also. Right, yeah, he just he just started coming to the open mic, you yeah. know, and we were just really, you know, friends for a long time and jammed together a bunch of times, and then... And then and Lucas, went, who was also in your band, Jeremy, the yeah, back in the day. You know, like, you you know, like the yeah. Austin music scene is like it's a, a big giant family, family it, it really you know? Is. And you can't get away from people, so don't burn bridges. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so that's a good note to, a note to, to yeah. aspiring so, musicians, Everyone right? knows yeah. everyone. It's crazy. There you go. Write that yeah. down, y'all. Aspiring musicians out there. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Don't burn the bridges, yeah, right? Yeah. 
No, and that's good. Pay that's your a... musicians. Pay your guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? If you burn the bridge, get the hell out of Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Find another town. Yeah. <laughs> Move up the road. Yeah. San Marcos. Now, what about Matt? How did he come into the... I know he runs it now. And what, How did that... Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after uh, about three years of, uh, of doing the open mic, um, you know, I just got to the point where I just wasn't... Uh, enjoying it i guess you could say as much as i, well, it I was like, oh, it, it I was a job yeah, yeah. It, it became it, that and uh, not that i didn't enjoy it i still i still really enjoyed doing it well you still go and play but, there pretty i mean much i'm still every, there yeah. like yeah. almost every tuesday but <laughs> it's more fun <laughs> just to, yeah. to drink and watch and yeah, play. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. so anyway yeah i i uh, i i got matt to take it over and, and he's kept it going and he's actually had it going for even longer than i did and if you would have told me that you know that was going to be the case, and I would have just been thrilled, you know, back then. So, and, and that's that's what happened. So well, he's, well, he's doing a good job. That's what's going. great about. So that, that's what mm-hmm. we're saying is Austin's a great community to find open mics, and and as transient mic, that's what we're going to be doing is attending more open mic situations, and it's a, a situation. Uh, <laughs> no, like just be there. Uh, David, you're going in circles. There, yeah, exactly. I'm talking in circles. So I'm going to move on to the next subject, and that and that was the idea that. Um, that you actually have a documentary that tell us about this because that, that was a cool you you posted it on Facebook I think one time and I was like oh wow because I've I've got an RTF degree and I was really interested in the Thin Line uh, Festival a piece of Texas right that you guys made a six and a half minute documentary so tell me tell us about it because you're gonna, it's going to be debuting at a festival this year oh wait real quick real quick hey what do your hobbies live <laughs> that was that was me. That was Jeremy. <laughs> so yeah, no, tell us about this doc that you guys are doing. Well, first of all, I, we'll I First thing I gotta say, hey Jeremy, what are your what are your hobbies? He knows oh, okay. me. He knows salute, me. salute, <laughs> salute, salute. All right, so yeah, this um, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so Rich was looking through a magazine one day, my drummer, and, and saw a. It was Texas Highways magazine. Excuse me. Let me let me get my uh, let me get my thoughts straight here. Um, <laughs> and came across an ad saying uh, talking about Thin Line Fest, which happens in Denton once a year. It's a it's a film festival, and they they started a new category um, called Texas Travel Documentaries. You know. Um, and they said entries need to be 10 minutes or less and just just in and we want what we're looking for documentaries about traveling through texas well i have a song about just that that we recorded and put on my most recent album running called a piece of texas and um he had the idea he called me up you know right after he found that out and said hey man let's let's make a music video Let's go to all the places that you mentioned, and let's send it into this festival. And so, uh, you know, that's what we did. So, you know, and and I'm I, we start in Galveston, and I talk about you know, Houston, and, and so San- what, what are we seeing in the documentary? Just life on the road, or just yeah, what, yeah. What we we filmed us being on the road, and and then uh, we filmed just the scenery of of every place that we stopped at. But you make it look very poetic. I mean, it's not really <laughs> glamorous, right? Or how did how did it? What, what, I mean, <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is, is did we you had, film y'all peeing in bottles and. <laughs> Eating yeah. the Taco Bell. <laughs> no, we're, we're trying to keep it PG thirteen. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you want everybody to do this? Like, drop yeah, everything yeah. and go on tour. Yeah, you know. And, and who and shot? We, who shot it and directed that? Well, it was primarily it was kind of a team effort. You know, um, 
because it was me, Rich, and then um, our other friend Amberly Russell. And so the three of us went out, and um, they're they're both really really uh, good film um, videographers, and um, and also Rich has a drone. So we we uh, got some really really epic footage. That with, was my with favorite part of being your friend on Facebook for a minute was was seeing the live videos y'all would do. With oh the yeah, drone. yeah. I mean, they're really just good there. We would be sitting there, you know, because you hook the you know the the controller of the drone up to your phone, mm-hmm. and so we were, we would just be sitting there, you know, watching looking at the footage that we got while the drone's way up there. We can't yeah, even yeah. see it; it's so far out. Yeah. But we'd be sitting there looking at it, and and we're just like, oh my gosh. This is going to be well, so epic. Right. Well, there, every, every, every documentary or any film, at least in film school, there's got to be that money shot. What would you say it was? And, and what kind of. What was that money What's shot? The money there, shot. Well, with the drone, there's going to be multiple money shots. You know, I feel like everywhere that we went, there was at least a, one money shot. But one in particular was we were in Houston and, and we um, went downtown and parked and put the drone out and shot it up. And we, uh, we were at Minute Maid Park, um, where the Houston Astros play their, their baseball games. And that's where, <laughs> that's, they, play. That's where they play. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeremy's giving me a hard time no, right no, now. Come but on, he's good story. at that. He likes doing that. Yeah. Um, I'm from Houston, baby. Go Strohs. But anyway, um so we got <laughs> up and, and uh it was we was just it was epic because, you know, we, we got the we got the whole, you know, stadium and then kinda panned up and then kinda got the Houston skyline from right there in the thick of it and and, so uh, it was like it sundown was, or it's sun up or no the sun was up yeah it was up so because usually you wait for that magic hour golden when, hour yeah the golden hour. so it was so what about permissions did you ever get in trouble for using the drone or did people try to give you crap or it was pretty oh easy? Effort, well there, there was there was a there was a few times where you know you had to have a permit to use it um and like for instance when we were in big bend we we couldn't use it you know because yeah. i mean you can with a permit but um but yeah so you just kind of have to call them in advance and and let them know you you know what who you are and, and what you want to do and then, and and then so it was then pretty you, good then you could do it i thought but. your stroh story was going to start off with uh or it was going to end with like yeah and then they shot it out of the sky right, right. <laughs> well no it's funny with with the, with the drone though is there's times because it's it's you know smart technology and mm-hmm. it's got a gps <laughs> on it and they'll tell you if you're entering a no-fly zone, oh, okay. you know, and, and it'll flash and, and yeah. you know, beep at you. And so, and it's like, at first it goes, approaching See, a no-fly zone. I thought you were going to say, and then the Strohs hit the, they won the World Series <laughs> and captured the whole thing. Well, no, they did win the World Series, <laughs> though, too. I thought That's that was, was the shot, man. I thought that was the funny shot. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let, let's but, just talk about a couple things that I like to, mm-hmm. to hit with every artist because we geek out a little bit. So tell us about your guitar because yours has got a little origin story there. Well, it's it's in, it's an it's a very it's a very interesting guitar. It's a it's a Paul Reed Smith S E Angelus acoustic, um, and they they just started making them you know not too long ago in like 2010 ish, and because they're primarily known for their electric guitars, obviously as y'all know, mm. and um, but it's it's what happened was my guitar um, that I had before was hijacked from me from someone who was a friend of mine that I thought was a friend. Dang. Wow. And um, uh, he ended up... What kind was that one? It was, that was, it was an ovation. Elite. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I loved that guitar. Well, I tracked him down, <laughs> and, and I got my guitar back. 
but he left it out in the sun and it warped it you know to to beyond repair and so you know it took everything in me not to you know to get on to him but you know I, i got my guitar and i got out of there and but i had to get a new one and so I got a real good deal on this one, and, and it's just, it's beautiful. It plays amazing. And, what kind and of I goes, love it. It got, like to see your performance, like your signature look, it's got a beautiful red tone to it. It's got some seagulls on the It's on the wearing flip-flops and, and the yeah. bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what's cool that in the song, we didn't we'd go back yeah. to that, but it was it's, it has a brightness to it, you know, mm-hmm. that, along with that bass. So so it's a good contrast on that on that version, what we did today. So you guys did a good job of, of really making that that guitar work and stand out. So that was cool. I like that. And and then you know like I said we we featured a garlic shaker garlic salt shaker. You know, um, I just have to say I'm a third generation garlic shaker. My my dad's dad. <laughs> What's a garlic? No no I'm serious. My dad's dad. You're like salt you know, he, no, he, he shook the garlic shaker. My dad shook the garlic shaker, and now I'm the third gen and living here in America in Texas and Austin. Well, the only the only better shaker than you playing is playing the garlic you know, shaker. I, I know one better. No, H- don't, H- I don't want to hear it. His name is Mac Demarco, and a Conan Moccasin concert. He played the hell out of that. Did shaker. he play? The, he, play, he played the garlic shaker <laughs> well, specifically. Wait, wait. There, no, there's a statue of your great 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 grandfather, right? Yeah, there is. In downtown, mm-hmm. where you know where you're from. Right? Yeah, yeah. With the garlic shaker oh, yeah. in his hand. No, but see, back in those days, they right. actually used to use like the garlic plant. okay well that's that that was the old way of that's doing. the original i i, that's, I really that's think at this point i think we're starting to have the what they, we call the lone star effect and that's only occurs in texas so maybe we'll wrap well, it up i'm, I'm finally starting to warm up a little bit but so, after, so let's over. go ahead and start tracking the song so, <laughs> so after to sum it all up i mean this is this is luke walker's life today he was on a pontoon boat in canyon lake absorbing the sun and drinking some brews and having a great time and all this good company he comes over here lays down a track i mean that's just mm-hmm. like i yeah, said what am i doing by the way this is just matthew mcconaughey he's just like that lincoln he's in that lincoln commercial just like what am i doing with my life you know so, so we want to thank you for coming out today we're not going to take any more of your time today the lone stars are, are kicking in but we're having a lot of fun and we're having so much fun doing this series and i want to you know thank uh, especially thank right now in this episode, Rick Del Castillo is he's on our board. Yeah, yeah. No, he, Rick Rick uh, donated a lot of gear to us to get our studio back up and running. He gave us a bunch of compressors and reverb units and probably about thirty pounds of cabling. So I'm really really grateful. For yeah, him. and so well, any shout outs you want to give him, let's give him right now, Luke. Well, who, who? well I, I just want to say to y'all that that uh, you guys are killing it and uh easy to work so easy to work with jeremy we we knocked it out today so quick so easy you know mostly one, one take, take wonder, wonder. Yeah. It, wow look at that <laughs> jinx that's right. the lone star but that is that lone star is that kicking in the same, like that, way. same wavelength and uh and david thank you for the you know the interview the the tenant you know the yeah no the podcast that... is a lot of fun and i really enjoy it that's that we're just exploring the scene around austin this is only the beginning we want you to tune in please let people know that we're out here we have you know we have some ratings up on itunes so i really appreciate all those who are participating because it is fun to know that people are listening albeit it's mm-hmm. not hundreds of thousands of people but we'll get there i mean this is yeah. what's good is that we're exploring we're giving 
uh, local artists a chance to express themselves and the story behind their music. And that's what's important because we're preserving that for future generations. Maybe your your grandson may be listening to this one day or granddaughters. And that's what's cool. We just, we just want to be a part of the scene in any way we can. And that's what we're doing. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. And maybe we'll have Luke come back and, and, and play us another song. All right, man? Sounds good, man. Looking right. forward to it. I'm running, going away, circle. Payday was written and composed by Luke Walker and Will Jones, performed in our studio by Luke Walker. This podcast was produced by Transit Mike, performance audio engineer Jeremy Fowler, podcast audio and editing Kyle Tomchesson. The four-track series was live-tracked on a quarter-inch reel-to-reel Tascam 44 tape machine using a vintage Tascam M35 analog soundboard donated by the family of Mike McCormick. Special thanks to Rick Del Castillo for his generous donations. For more information on our nonprofit organization, go to transientmike.org or click on the link below. If you would like to be a sponsor, feel free to contact us at info at transientmike.org. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia, joined today by Jeremy Fowler. Thank you for listening. Get yourself a tape machine, you moron. I like it.